0: morning that's what the Lord put on his heart the last while
1: oh well, good morning hallelujah last week early in the week I was you know, I usually pray early in the morning but my prayer time kind of uh, was waning a bit and I was just quiet before the Lord and I started meditating on first John 416. And just out of memory, I didn't, you know, open the Bible and read, but just out of memory. And that one phrase kept coming back into my heart about cherishing our love experience with God. And I just started thinking about that word cherishing, that's in the Amplified Bible. And how often have you heard that people have had some kind of a disaster hit their home or... Something happened, and they say, the first thing we did was to grab our pictures, (laughs) family pictures, something that you hold close to your heart, something that uh, has emotional meaning that you cherish. And so I was thinking about that. What does it mean to cherish the love of God, hold it close to my heart, honor it, and I thought, well, maybe I should go back and read that again. <laughs> so I went up to the Amplified Bible, and I had misremembered it. <laughs> the Apostle John said, "We know, and we believe the love that God cherishes for us." I was thinking about my cherishing his love. But it says, "I believe." that he cherishes his love for me. Wow. He is not looking for any reason to stop loving me. He loves to love me. Let's say that. He loves to love me. And this is one of the great foundations of personal spiritual growth. Amen. Just letting God love us. Not so focused on my response but just being in his presence and letting him love us. And it's it's beautiful he goes on to say he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. And this is the love that God has for me that he cherishes for me. I abide in that love. I walk in the awareness that I am loved. And something happens when we see that, we are transformed into that very same image of love that he is shining down upon us. We love because he first loved us. We have the privilege of being loved. And God's heart is so full of love for us, he loves to love us. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you, Lord. There are a few announcements I'll make here before we get to the word. Um, There's coffee time after the service today, fellowship time, make sure you have opportunities there to partake of that. And we want to thank everyone who helped provide Christmas goodies over the last month of December. Lots of good stuff that we were able to partake of there together. The 930 classes have begun again. We have the coffee bar at 9.30 in the morning. There's nursery through elementary age activities, youth group with Peter and Linnea Coffin, uh, healing class, Pastor Dean, and I know others help with teaching that as well. That's in the fellowship hall. There's a Believer's Foundation class with Andrew Earholtz and Mark Van Tassel, and that's in the room going this direction as you come in the front doors. Um, that class is a good one for building a solid foundation in Christ Jesus, or even reaffirming that. And then Wednesday activities are beginning again on Wednesday, this coming Wednesday. Quilting. Um, there is a lunch available each Wednesday, and then also uh, a Bible study with Grandma Pomp, Glennis, and I know Judy Fowler is part of that too. But uh, that's a very good, and you, what book are you studying now?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I can't see it from this. Transforming Your Thinking. Transforming your thinking. That's good. Bill Winston, okay. And then we do have the website, just to remind you about that. Well, oh, I can't forget this, uh, on Wednesday evening, 6 o'clock, and it goes to around 7.30, depending. But we have a prayer meeting, and usually we'll have from 6 to 6.30, there'll be a teaching, Pastor Dean's gonna be teaching this week. And then from 6.30 to 7.30, we have a prayer time. And then we also have our Facebook page, Actually, transcripts, whenever it works, we have transcripts from the message. Usually it's most of the stuff that's been up on the screen that we put on our Facebook page. <clears throat> so but our message today, we will title it Raining in Life, and a summary for that would be when we know about and receive and then experience God's grace we will live our lives in victory in the midst of trials and tribulations. In the midst of trials and tribulations. You know, the devil hates it when we come to have knowledge of God's grace. He hates it. He hates it even more when we come to have a personal experience of God's grace. And he knows that our personal experience of God's grace will allow us to reign in life as overcomers And that'll be in this year of 2019 now, living as overcomers. So what is God's grace? Well, God's grace is his blessing, it's his favor, it's his protection, provision, and overcoming power and ability to live life abundantly. And it's God's salvation coming to us in whatever place or part in our lives that we need it. That salvation that was in that song, Tim, wherever Tim went, I believe Tim wrote that song, I'm not sure, you know, it's that salvation. Thank you, Lord, for your great salvation. And we remember that we can never merit it ourselves. We can never earn it. We don't deserve it, God's grace, but it's brought to us through Jesus Christ. But overcomers overcome problems. Uh, you wouldn't be an overcomer if you didn't have problems. To overcome. We reign in this life and we are overcomers in this life through Christ Jesus. Again, not ourselves. It's not us. We can't do it. And we can live... I'll catch this. I'll read it slowly, because there's a lot in this statement here. We can live in triumph in the midst of life 's problems, which are upon mankind because of the world's sinful, fallen state, through the grace of God brought to us through Jesus Christ. Did you hear what I said? We can live in triumph in the midst of life 's problems. Anybody else that the Lord is still teaching that? I mean, you're still learning to walk in that truth? Here's Romans 5, 17, which is kind of like a text for us for this. For the sin, this is from New Living Translation. For the sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many, but even greater, say greater, greater, Is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness? For all who receive it will live in triumph. See that stuff that I said earlier? That's just not me saying it. There it is. All who receive it receive what? God's wonderful grace, his great grace, his wonderful grace, and his gift of righteousness. All who receive it will live in triumph. It Doesn't say might or hope so, maybe so. It says they will live in triumph if they've received of God's grace for that problem, for that thing they need to triumph over. And see, that's different in different, I mean, there's a grace, there's special grace for special needs, for whatever it is we're dealing with. There's a special grace from God. Who well, we'll receive it will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. Sin and all of its results and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. I was going to ask, does anyone here today have any problems? I thought then, well, what is a problem? I'll get a definition from (laughs) Merriam-Webster. It's something that is difficult to deal with. It didn't say someone, it said something, but a lot of times it's someone. Something that is a source of trouble or worry. Difficulty in understanding something. Do you hear that difficulty in understanding something, a feeling of not liking or wanting to do something those are all problems, according to Miriam Webster. The thing is a lot of times it has to do with people in our lives for one thing or another that to us it's a worrisome thing or a problem type thing or a relational type thing or fear type thing or whatever. I remember one of the comments, Gerald Durstein, there's a lot of comments he, he's made that I, I remember, but one he always says, I don't have any problem with trees. It's people that I've got problems. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have trouble with birds. It's people that I've got problems. <laughs> Hallelujah. But our Heavenly Father's desire for us, what is it, as his children? Well, our Heavenly Father longs for us to be triumphant over problems that we encounter in this everyday life in which we're living right now. The Lord desires that we be successful. He wants his children to enjoy a full supply of the things that we need in life. And he wants us to enjoy health in our minds. He wants us to enjoy health in our emotions and health in our bodies. And his amazing grace makes this possible. His will is that we be free, like in Tim's song. Free, free of disease instead of bound by it. And God longs for us to enjoy a life of victory. And this is more than you long for this concerning your kids, your family, your loved ones, more, much more. Where do you think we get that love from that desires good for your kids and grandkids and such? It's from his father heart of love. Because that's what love desires and longs for. The best. And it's not our Heavenly Father's desire that we live a life of defeat, sickness, poverty, and failure. No. Not any more than it would be the desire that you would have for your kids, for your children or grandchildren. God, our Heavenly Father, He loves His children. You know, Jesus said to Philip in John 14, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And Jesus, when the children were around, there were different times when He was teaching and so forth, and children were around, and disciples tried to get them out of the way, get them away from Jesus, and said, let the children come to me, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. And He took them in His arms, I'm sure he took them on his knees or held them and and he blessed them with his children, with the kids, with the children. Our Heavenly Father wants us to be the head and not the tail. If you're in business, God wants you to have a prosperous business, He wants you to do well in your workplace. If you're a homemaker, he anoints you to manage your household well and bring up strong, godly children in the Lord. If you're a student, he wants you to excel in your study and learning. If you're trusting the Lord for a new job or career, he wants it to be one where you will do very well and you will be fulfilled. He wants you to thrive in your job. His desire is that you will be a blessing and an asset to your coworkers and to your employer, the kind of employer that makes your employer want to give you a raise, want to give you a raise. And the kind of employer that makes your employees want to work for you, want to stay with you, and help the business to succeed. Whatever our vocation is, God's plan is for us to excel. And by this excellence, magnify Jesus the Lord of our life. And you know, this can make work fun. It can really make work fun. Sometimes trying to have fun can become work. It can be if we don't, if we aren't receiving of God's grace. Has anybody here ever tried to have fun doing something whatever it might be and it did not work well even problems and having fun the Lord can bring his grace and help you amen but he can make work fun they can get to where we really look forward to going to our place of employment to work each day yep even if it's been a hard place to work I remember that with milking cows. Sometimes the folks that we're working for aren't easy to work for. But then as an employee, what do we do? Well, we look for grace. And God's grace is sufficient to help us in the midst of those harder situations, of hard situations like in the workplace or like in your business. Because lots of times in business or in the workplace, or like when I was milking cows, I'd encounter problems, and to be honest, it it wasn't the cows so much, although there were a few cows. There were a few cows, maybe there was a demon in them cows, I don't know, it almost seemed like it, but it wasn't that, it was more people, you know, co-workers or the boss or whatever, that I needed that grace for. And there were days when I was driving home and and I'm thinking, I am never gonna go back there again. (laughs) I thought, what can I do? Maybe me and Dave can learn how to upholster furniture. (laughs) Remember that, Dave? maybe I'd just go out in the woods and learn how to log. I'm not going back there. But then, quiet time with the Lord, with the Lord, grace of God coming forth, sufficiency of His grace, amazing grace, abundance of grace, helping us to reign in life, right in the midst of the current situations, right in the midst of 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 these problems, now, the problems I'm facing. But you say, oh, but you don't know my problem. You don't know the problem I'm dealing with today, Steve. Well, God, your Heavenly Father does and he's got special grace for you in that situation. Again, usually it has something to do with people, but not always. Can be other things too, but grace. Grace is the power to be an overcomer in the midst of life's trial and problem. It's the ability There's the ability to relate to that person as God wants me to. And he has the best way. And it may be different than what I would think. That's why we need to get quiet. You know, today as we came into worship there, you know, toward the end, in the beginning there was exuberance, and we liked that. It's good. God likes that. Our Heavenly Father likes it. But then toward the end it became like a quietness. And I was thinking, how can we go from this? You know, we should just stay here. But the Lord said, no, you keep going with what you had planned. But we need to get quiet before the Lord sometimes, regular, regularly. Because each day, each day well, Jesus said, Sufficient unto the day are the what. Help me, because I can't remember. Sufficient unto the day are the is the evil thereof? Matthew 6:34, somebody look it up. Now I'm curious. <laughs> somebody got something to look it up with. But anyway, for each day there is the grace it's not like grace maybe you could even say it's for this hour I mean you can break it down like that some days we have we're looking ahead and we're thinking how am I ever going to get through this day the stuff that I have to deal with today how am I going to get through it what, did you find the word it says sufficient for the day own trouble, trouble. Trouble right here in River City. That starts with T. Okay. Some know what I'm talking about there. I don't see Angie here right now, but she does a little pick a little, pick a little, cheap, cheap, cheap thing. Some of you think I'm going off the end here. That's all right. <laughs> <coughs> like they say, His grace can make work fun, right? Well, this is fun. What were we talking about? Now I need help again. (laughs) Trouble? (laughs) Well, he's the one that brings the grace for the trouble of the day. The trouble, Jesus said it, sufficient unto the day is the trouble thereof. But he also is saying, seek me first in my kingdom and be in right with me. And we have that righteousness through Christ. And all these things will be added unto you. What's the things? The things we need. The provision, the protection, the favor, the blessing for that day. It's going to be there. I'm saying no matter what it is, that's the problem for you. So, where do you want us to go, Lord? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. I was talking about milking cows. (laughs) And I came to the place where I was milking cows that I thought, I don't care if I'm here the rest of my life milking cows. For this person. I finally came to that place, but it took about almost five years. I mean, it didn't take me that long to get to that place, not quite. But I got there, and then the Lord had the next place for me. That's when they asked me to be pastor here. But I was at the place, I thought, well, if this is what you want for me, Lord, I'll do it, I'm gonna enjoy it. I'm gonna be happy. We actually had a 16 herringbone milk station by the time I left there. Anybody know what that is? I'm scanning. One, two, three. Did I see a hand back there? Four, five. That's 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 nice. It's it's nice milking and that compared to what we started out with. I enjoyed it. I was getting along good with the workers. I still run run into people I milk cows with. Some of them I recognize. Some of them I don't. They've changed a lot. It's been a while. But uh, we reminisce of those days. But God's grace. He went. He went to. I mean, I was there. He was my Lord. He's not going to put us in a place or have something take place that he's not going to give the grace for to us. And I'm not saying he makes the problem either. In fact, just the opposite. He wants us out of it. But he gives us the grace because we're still living in this world and we're still dealing with stuff. but His grace is sufficient for us to live in victory and as overcomers right in the midst of it. You know, our tendency is to think, well, once I get through this problem, then I'll be able to live with love, joy, and peace. Uh, Wrong answer. When we're living in the grace of God, which that's part of it, His love, His joy, His peace, all coming to us, His abundant blessing, all unmerited by us, all given to us, then we'll see the breakthroughs. Because then we're living in faith. I believe the Lord just said stop right there and let that sink in as we come to a close this morning. Lord, we would receive that. We would know of your grace that's not merited by us, it's not earned by us, it's all through Jesus and what he's done for us. And we receive the abundance of grace because of one man's sacrifice. We know that one man's sin, we all got into sin. It became our nature. But through one man's sacrifice, Jesus, God, man, Jesus, we receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness and wholeness so that we can be overcomers over sin and death and incipient death, everything that leads to death, all the stuff that we worry about that we think is gonna lead ultimately to that or whatever it might be. And things in relating to people, Lord, problems that seem to be there. We would determine this morning that we're gonna receive of you an abundance of your abundance of grace, abundance of grace, as we read from Romans five seventeen, that we would be overcomers and that we would reign in this life, not be undergoers but overcomers, and we
1: receive.